We're back on the TV flashcast. We're talking about Doctor Who Series 8, Episode 6, The Caretaker, which is written by Gareth Roberts and Stephen Moffat, another co-byline. wonder what that means. We just don't know. And uh, joining me to talk about this, I'm Jason Snell, and I am joined by Dan Morin. Hello. Hi, Jason. Good to have you here. It's great to be here. And also watching Doctor Who this week with us, Glenn Fleischman. Hi, Glenn. Well, hello. Pleasure to be here with you. Yes, it's very nice to have you guys. So, this is an episode. So, Gareth Roberts, who wrote this episode, it's the guy who wrote The Lodger and I was Closing say, Time. I, it seemed it Lodger. seemed in those veins. Yeah. It, it is. Uh, it seems like he's your go-to, like, put the doctor in a more normal situation and have, in this case, interactions with... Uh, the companion. Those uh, those other episodes are sort of non-companion episodes, and a uh, a civilian who is not used to. Although in this case he's a soldier, but he's also a civilian. A non-time traveling type person who has to be exposed to the Doctor's weird world as the Doctor is sort of posing as a normal person in our world when we know he is not. And you know, playing the playing the Craig role this time is Danny Pink, who we've been seeing, but now he gets his first real chance to interact with the Doctor. And uh, it definitely had some of that lodger, right down to the, the, the title, the caretaker, that, that's mm-hmm. the role he's posing as in the school. It definitely had that kind of feel to me. I would, if you had not told me who wrote it, I would have probably figured it out. I, I, can I just, uh, you know, from like the, the high level overview? Yeah. I, I want to say I thought it was delightful. Okay. We're going to go straight. We're not going to leave anybody uh, hanging about how we thought. No, I, got a, I got a tweet I, earlier tonight from somebody who said, Oh man, I can't wait to listen to that flashcast because, in my mind, this was the worst, the first really bad episode oh of the whole season. Oh, no, what? no I had this conversation with Erica Ensign because uh, I liked, I really liked the uh, previous episode, and she did not like it as much because it did not have enough, uh, or didn't have. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, not the previous episode, the episode with the. Uh, I can't. I've already lost my mind. Yeah, the episode <laughs> in which. Let me know when you find it. Uh, I liked. Listen very very much. Oh and yeah, she did not. And most I said not most enough people did. And I said not enough plastic uh, rubber monsters. Mm. She said not enough rubber monsters. So there's the there's a doctor contingent that wants the overt menace and kind of the running around and that part because to them that's Doctor Who and there's, there's others who I like that too. <laughs> I think that's part of it when they do it really well, like in Time Heist, which was ridiculous and mm-hmm. and, be, and wonderful as a result, or even Robot of Sherwood, which had elements of that. But like Listen was so cerebral. I think it. It, it disappeared the show for some people, even though I think it was great. So I wonder if the caretaker is the same thing. Like it was, there was a monster running around, but it was such a small part. I wonder if that bugged people as a result. We'll I, see. Feel, I liked it too. A caretaker, I, I'm, I'm happy with it. I feel like I've got a superpower now, which is to detect which particular portion of Doctor Who fandom will yes. dislike a particular episode. Yes. And for this episode, because I said that about the um, Robot of Sherwood, that I, I can tell who's not going to like this and why they're not going to like it because it's silly, the plot doesn't make any sense and all that. And this one... It feels like there are, you know, if you're if you're somebody who takes your show very seriously, and that it really proper Doctor Who has a plot and a monster, and there's a lot that has to go on. Um, spending time on character yeah, is yeah. gonna not be what you're looking for. And again, yeah. I don't, uh, you, it's not wrong if you're not looking for character and you're looking for plot. I I like it. I like that modern Doctor Who spends time, and and that's what this story is, right? There is a robot that is dispensed with a couple of times in a perfunctory way, but right. it's not the point of the episode. <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not at all the point. I mean, I and honestly, for me, you know, as someone who is a writer and a fan of great writing, 
the banter to me in this episode oh. just it just <laughs> sings it's beautiful it's well it's well written it's the kind yeah. of banter i really like when you know when doctor who is on uh, you know it really it's you know it zips it zaps and i think that in this particular case the the rapport that we have been established between the doctor and clara over the last several episodes it's just it's great i mm-hmm. love their relationship mm-hmm. it gets better in every episode like and i just for me that is it was sorely missing i felt like with some of the more recent seasons uh, there wasn't as strong a connection between the characters or it was too focused on sort of the pathos of it all and these just you know they feel kind of madcap and kind of swashbuckling adventure stories mm-hmm. which is well, what i yeah. love about it and having watched a reasonable amount of british tv i think there's a children's tv there's a, a distinct tone of british children's programming that's different than american children's programming most of it and i feel like this verges into it in the night it's like the panto thing like the british pantomime is such a tradition we have nothing quite like it here and the holiday episodes of doctor who sometimes play some homage to that and i feel like there's that a little bit of that vibe like just the the banter the kind of thing sometimes it's ridiculous like even this week's monster is a little ridiculous in its way uh it's like how would uh, what would you draw as a monster if you were a kid monster robot you draw this thing it's absurd uh so i feel like some of that's bleeding over in the nicest best doctor whoiest tradition way as opposed to feeling out of place yeah the, i mean this this monster doesn't look like in the preview or the the preview for next week there it looks like there's a, a legitimately scary monster that's not the point of this robot this is a clinky clanky um it, sh- it shoots lasers and stuff but it is it's a clinky clanky robot it's not really important where it came from it's not really important where it goes it, you know again it's the future somewhere <laughs> it's a problem for the doctor to solve and it's not the point of the episode, and I can tell. I know that some people are like that. That element needs to be what the episode is about, and this is totally not about. That. I mean, I'm with you guys. I like this episode a lot, and I liked it for exactly what what you said, Dan, which is uh, the dialogue is crackling. I I kind of assume that that the reason that the, these are co bylines is that yeah. Stephen Moffat Steve does Moffat a pass at the end. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. searching for the voice for the Doctor, and he also is punching up the dialogue because he is a very funny guy. It, and, and but the do- and the doctor, man, how good is Capaldi? Oh in my this? god, how oh, good yeah. is he? He is so and, and um. So I uh, watched this with my family as I always do, and Lauren said, you know, when they say the doctor is going to be more alien, I don't all I don't ever expect it to be. You know, when I see him, it's like, well, yeah, he's an alien and all, but he's not that alien. And Capaldi, because he has these moments where he says these things that are just outrageously rude or something, mm-hmm. it so is misanthropic, right? Like. It, oh. It is so funny. And and the laugh out line, I literally laughed loudly out loud to um, when Danny Pink leaves the TARDIS in a huff toward the end of the episode. And Capaldi's immediate reaction is, well, on balance, I think that went quite well. Oh, my gosh. That was great. <laughs> we have to talk about that exchange at some length, but oh, later. Man. Later. We'll get there, right? We'll get yeah, there. sure. I want to talk about that exchange. Sure. I mean, well, uh, look, we've been setting up this moment with um, – with the Doctor and Danny for this whole season because the whole idea here, and we saw in the Into the Dalek episode, Doctor doesn't like soldiers. It's early in this episode. There's a really nice, uh, fun montage at the beginning of this episode that is like various other adventures the Doctor and Clara have had. Um, it reminded me of that great um, interseason one with uh, with Amy and Rory where it was the Doctor showing up oh, at the wrong right. time and the Ood. It had that same sort of like quick, funny, perfect, not extended, and it showed you more about their life than you'd ever seen in any right, previous right. episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it it so it's like it's very much like that, um, and then uh, and then but even in there, there's a 
you know, I don't. That, it, it, it was a soldier, you know, where he's he's again saying he doesn't like soldiers. Soldiers are the thing the doctor works against, and so they, we've been setting up his uh, his meeting with Danny Pink this whole time, knowing that Clara is dating a soldier, um, and uh, you know, and and then when we get there. We get uh, we get a series of exchanges. We get the whole thing where he finds out he's a soldier, assumes he's a PE teacher, um, has a very funny again alien line of, where he says, of, "I can't re- jerk." Where he, oh, he's, I, I a, he's we a real jerk. To, yeah. I thought we were verging into racism. I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" Well, they, I, yeah, I mean, I think they made a point to make it about the the soldier thing and not yeah, and, and not little... that. Um, I I actually suspect that this sort of dialogue in an American show wouldn't go over because the the presence of racism is just is that much worse in America yeah, than yeah. In, in the UK perhaps but but um but no you know the me- the meaning there is he doesn't like soldiers he's against he's he's against soldiers and so that that another alien line is uh you know uh I just can't retain it he's <laughs> like I'm gonna keep calling him a PE teacher I just can't retain that he's teaching well, that and his his bizarre you know we've had this a couple times now where he seems to not register certain things about people, right? Like he didn't recognize, like, you know, we're the same Clara's age, like, roughly, right, he or, says. Right, we're the same age, or he keeps telling Clara, is like, oh, you know, oh, you, yeah, you're going to need a wash up, you know, <laughs> yes. or, or, you know, he's got the line about, um, Oh, you, Clara's trying to say, oh, doesn't he remind you of Orson, you know, that, that yeah. guy? He's like, no, they didn't look anything alike. <laughs> It's by the same actor. <laughs> same sure, actor. Yeah, he um, writes oh, "Go away, humans" on the sign too, which is a very right. funny moment. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say keep out. It says "Go away, humans." Shouldn't get distracted when you're writing on the sign. <laughs> yeah, and um, so so there's that the whole Doctor and Danny thing, which come, comes and there's much more in this episode. But since we're on that track, that comes to a head with uh, you know, they they show Danny the TARDIS because he he stumbles in, he actually screws up the Doctor's plan to send the robot a billion years into the future, and the Doctor gets mad, and they end up. Uh, you know, sending it, he thinks three days, missed it by a little bit, uh, into the future. And so they have this confrontation. And, and it's, uh, it's fascinating because it is Clara really wants the doctor to be, to be supportive. And the doctor is incredibly suspicious of him. Um, and, uh, because he's a soldier, but also because he is protective of Clara. Well, uh, and we we've never had. I feel like this dynamic is not one that we've really had in the modern years because we've had other companions come on as sort of love, love interests from like Mickey mm-hmm. and uh, Rory, obviously. And the Doctor's always very sort of sort of patronizing and condescending. Yes, I'm very clever. I'm much more clever than you, but that's cute. You're around here. That's fine. You know, and you're 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 a nice enough guy. But this one, I feel like the thing that's kind of delightful about it is that that Danny matches him sort of stride for stride. Like he's pretty smart, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, that's, he, he turns off, he, Clara lets him sneak in later with the invisibility watch and he, he turns it off. He's like, ah, oh, he already knows I'm here, you yeah. know? And then they sort of go back and forth and they have kind of, I think what Glenn was alluding to earlier, this, oh, this sort of dynamite exchange oh, going yeah. back and forth. And yeah, that you know, becomes a class not, thing. It becomes a class thing instead yeah, of it absolutely. was sort of a. I mean, oh, it was I'm Lord, of course. Like, <laughs> right? But his yeah. instant, yes, yeah, instant response, and you're like, and then later the callback later too is that uh, it, this goes back to the Davros uh, statement at the end of um, oh, what is it the um, the uh, end no. Yeah, the, the, you know, the episode I'm talking about. The episode says, with you've turned them. Yeah. Into, you've made them into soldiers. Yes. You've made them into weapons, rather. And and you see really clearly. It's like, oh, he has. He's totally made Clara his way. He says, no, she's not like a decoy. She is a decoy. And <laughs> oh, he's talking funny. about. It was like, fine, yeah. whoa. And it's like, and she knows what she's getting in for. 
but uh, but yeah, he's he trains people to be the soldiers he won't be. And there's the callback to the doctor's daughter, where um, you know she's she's compliments him on his strategy and how she could learn from him as a warrior and and so forth. And you're like, he always has that attitude that he's not doing that, and he absolutely is. But that. He's an officer. Oh, what a good – am I dismissed? Yes, you are. Like, oh, see, see, there's the violence inherent in the system. I told yeah. you, push him hard enough. Yeah, he, he doesn't like soldiers and he doesn't claim to be a soldier. And Danny said, calls him on it and says, no, you're a general, basically. <laughs> you order other soldiers around, which is which is very much Whoa. like what the accusation is in, in that episode with uh, the Stolen Earth, I think. True, with, Stolen Earth. With, with, uh, with Davros. And, uh, and I just – I really like that whole, um, you know – the 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 confrontation there the fact that Danny I mean we talked too about him him underestimating Danny and just writing him off and saying he's a PE teacher Danny is so clever and so smart and so level headed and that's part of the problem is he's more like the doctor than makes the doctor the doctor the doctor so wants Clara to have puppy love for the guy in the bow tie <laughs> what a great bit of casting by the way for a guy. Uh, you know, who looks, you know, my, my viewing companion nudged me. He's like, looks exactly like that. So <laughs> I know, right? He, <laughs> that's great... what he wants. He wants yeah. her to have this puppy love with the young guy with the bow tie. What, what really burns him really in the end is that instead she gets the smart, capable, strategic thinking soldier guy, which I think the doctor doesn't like because it's actually too much like the doctor. Yeah. Well, and it challenges him, right? Like it's like having, you know, having uh, they go toe to toe, mm-hmm. uh, and you really do have two alpha males in the same room. <laughs> well, the other thing is, Danny. Like, so here's I think the arc of like Rory and Mickey are good to look at because Mickey starts out terrified, and then he realizes he's on the tin dog. <laughs> the great, yeah. the great line <laughs> of the series. Then he ramps up. Then he becomes a full companion. Then he goes to an alternate world, right? And he becomes he does become a soldier and a strategic thinker, mm-hmm. and he becomes critical to the success of. What's going on in that planet and or that universe? And the same thing. Rory starts out as this pretty ineffective nurse. He's a carer. He's sort of ineffectual. He's sort of dominated by Amy. But so by the he's end, he's a nurse, right? Yeah. You know, he but goes then from he being beca- a nurse to the centurion. Yeah. yeah. And that bit at the end, I still I replay that bit where he, you know, he walks in. And it's like I have two questions. I have a question for you. Or was it a, a statement and a question? You know. Uh, uh, or two, well, one for me and one for the doctor. Yeah, what have you and, done with my wife? Yeah, so, what's what's from the doctor? It's like the ships blow. That is a wonderful mm-hmm. moment, and it's that that to me is the apotheosis of of Rory. But they both have to evolve to that. Here you've right. got a Danny guy starts there, yeah, mm-hmm. and he goes cold. I think the actor's done a lovely job with that. He's where great. Yeah. he shuts down. And he's like, and you're like, oh, that is serious. He has got some pain inside him that we're mm-hmm. going to learn about, I'm sure. And the fact that she can cope with him. I mean, you see his face like the wall come down. And we don't usually see that in Doctor Who. Right. And the, and the relationship between him and Clara is also incredibly interesting because he's very concerned for a, a very legitimate reason. that he, <laughs> She's essentially lied to him about all of this, right? And. And I thought the most damning line, and I knew she was going to say it when he asks her why he why she goes off and travels with him, and she says it's amazing, which you know is certainly the line I think you know many of us expected to say because it's just, it is honest truth. Um, but you know the fact that she has all these adventures and can't share them with him, like mm-hmm. or just even tell them you know, tell him about them, is kind of like well that's a tricky sort of relationship hurdle to navigate there. Like right? why wouldn't you tell? your significant other, all of these awesome things that are happening, right? And so I think they have a very realistic relationship. 
Um, and I kind of enjoyed watching that evolve. Uh, and I think, you know, again, I'm with Jason. The, the, this season has been a lot about relationships, and I think it's explored them more deeply and more interestingly than a lot of the past seasons have. Mm-hmm. I also like the fact that, that um, well, I shouldn't say that, but they, they've skipped ahead a little bit. I don't want to say I like it. I'm, I'm a little confused how she's in love with them already and how far it's come because we've seen so, you know, they sort of went from bad uh, first date and uh, well, I <laughs> so feel like that's it. sort of what the montage yeah, is, right. is implying right. here a little bit like what they oh, did right. because you're dealing with time and space a little bit like they did with Amy and Rory suggesting years had passed um, that she's been going on all these adventures with the doctor and dates with with Danny and those have been going on and so we we're further along in both of her relationships in her relationship with this doctor and in her relationship with Danny they, they, it's been a little while now and that's the I think that's the implication of that montage too is just to say look it's been a while it's, now it's few so months good. i would guess point. and and especially because i'm glad that we've sort of uh, you know i feel like they they did a good job of not lingering too long on the clara's like i don't know who the doctor is anymore or the doctor even right. being like the identity question no, i think she's got done... him sussed out like when 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 he says oh, crazy yeah. things about her appearance or age or whatever she just rolls her eyes now because she just knows that that's he says crazy stuff and well, he probably doesn't even understand it or mean it there's a line why do i even keep you around anymore because otherwise you'd have to get your own conscience yeah, yeah. well doesn't that <laughs> sum up a, doctor uh, who yeah and that <laughs> was that kind of a i mean it's pretty cutting though honestly mm-hmm. when you think about it i was just rewatching day of the doctor and there's that bit where uh where the john hurt doctor the the war doctor says uh says you're you know so they became sentient so you're it she's like i'm the conscience and and i was like oh well they made explicit i forgot how explicit it was that you know the companion is that role so they created a an intelligent thinking box that's his companion for that uh that episode right. no it's it's a. Uh... Claire, I love what they've done with Claire because she was in in so true good. like one of the criticisms of Stephen Moffat is that his characters are often just puzzles to be solved. And with Clara, she was a puzzle to be solved with Matt Smith and his the last half of his last season. But her puzzle got solved, and now she's just sticking around because she likes being around and having the adventures. And that's a relief. It is a relief because she is now a really interesting, fun person who's got the upper hand in her relationship with the Doctor, which is fun. Um, and you get the sense that they're having great, a great time together, even though they give and take like they do. Well, and I like, you know, there are subtle things about the dynamic here. You know, for one thing, the fact that she is maintaining a job, which is unlike a lot of the previous. I mean, Martha was a doctor, but I feel like we didn't. Well, get generally, they just of go that. off. Right. And that's the other thing yeah. is that they're, they're, they're kind of coming and going. Right. Like mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, Clara is going to work and doing all this stuff and then just like, you know, flitting off with the doctor. And because it's a time machine. You know, she can she can go and come back without ever having missed a beat, though that is providing apparently some interesting like the, the crack about the like, remember, we had to eat two dinners at, at once. Yeah. Or, or I, at the I, same I, night. So you I didn't like mind that. He's, that. A, he's actually <laughs> accurate at once. We're, I think we've talked about that or you were talking about it in a previous one is that he actually can get you back to the exact moment you left, which is kind of one of the nice things mm-hmm. uh, about a time machine. I thought they played a little too silly uh, with that. I mean, that started with um, with cricket with Eccleston, where his doctor you know, he's supposed to bring Rose back uh, the same night, and it was a year later. They had right. missing signs out, and it was a whole deal. And now it's like, no, I'm going to bring you back at the exact second, and then he does. You're like, you know, it's okay if that works sometimes. Like, it's okay if that's well, the yeah. gimmick this time. And, and I think, I, as I alluded to, I think in the previous time I was on, we talked about Robots of Sherwood. Uh, the, this doctor seems much more capable of flying the TARDIS than a lot one, of his predecessors. One lever. Did you? Did you say he had one lever he seems to flip? Well, and in this episode, um, she unflips it, which is also really right. funny. <laughs> She's like undoing his TARDIS stuff. 
because she doesn't because yeah. she's trying to delay him because Danny's you know sneaking around. It's uh, there's less twee stuff on the TARDIS console yeah. as well, which I actually appreciate. It was a little over. It was a little TGIF. Yeah. Uh, with but, <laughs> but but um but Dan, you're totally right. How good is Capaldi? I mean, he's so he is he is so watchable, but he's also so likable despite the fact that he's rude and, and he says these ridiculous <laughs> things because he's just so energetic and kind of and positively gleeful. The scenes the scene with him and uh, disruptive influence. Student oh, Courtney yeah, Woods, where where she's got a couple scenes where she comes in and looking for paper towels, and then she comes back later, oh, and he's man. like, he's really frustrated. He's like, look, time machine, bigger on in the inside, all of this stuff, and, and and it's so great because he's he's mad, um, like crazy mad and angry mad at at that point, and it's just so great to see this character just, you know, with so much energy and and uh, ferocity and being funny. All at once, what a what a great combination! I just, I just enjoy all of his attempt, like, and I love the fact that you know when he comes first starts the episode, oh, deep cover, undercover, undercover, <laughs> and then it comes at <laughs> the character. Hello, I'm the caretaker, totally normal guy. Just don't mind me. It's like, and it is funny because unlike so many of the other the previous Doctor incarnations, who you know David Tennant could easily sort of pass for a normal person, Matt Smith was a little more kooky. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, Peter Capaldi. There's no way the Twelfth Doctor is going to pass as a normal person no. in any way. He just kind of counts on everybody assuming that he's kind of crazy. Also, and I'm going to throw this out because I think it was in one of the previous mm. episodes. I think it was in Listen. What is that shirt that he wears? It's just full oh of. Oh my holes. god! I know. I was about to say that. <laughs> every time I see it, I'm like, is he like a? It's like it's like a rock star shirt. Hmm. I love it. It's great. It's great. It's, it's so scary. peculiar. No it's one would so ever wear weird, that. But it's delightful. <laughs> The, uh, I, I like the callback early on too. It's like they're doing. I mean, they're at you know. They're, of course, they're they're at the uh, at the Coal Hill School, mm-hmm. and he and he makes a few references. The thing he drops is you know the Artron. A lot of yes. Artron emissions around here. And I was thinking, well, that's nice. They made it explicit without making you know for as a callback for fans. But it's not you know. I, I mean, we were you were uh, wondering, Jason, if there was gonna be more explicit reference to that. And they didn't say, well, I've been here a lot, or I used to know the teachers, or whatever. It's like right, oh, or my granddaughter used to go here. He just says there's a lot of Artron emissions around, which yeah, you know like, there's the original the first episode of the series that was set there at the very beginning and then there was the uh what is it 25th anniversary episode they did mm-hmm. uh which was set at the at that school around that school too um and so that you know do, right and they, the they, well they the 50th doctor. sure because yeah. she's a she's a, a teacher there a um and so the the idea that stories happen around here and that's probably didn't, why the robots here is kind have of a, a nice reference tip about like having a previous teacher to she gives him a he said something about i had a teacher who did something like that and she's like, you still got one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just I was, like that, the, pointing the fingers at the eyes and at him and at her. And I was like, that was mm-hmm. good. Nice. The um, some great physical acting too. Yeah, there's also uh, there's yeah. a River Song reference, which I thought was yeah unusual. He went to live with River River. He went to live with otters. Otters. No, she, yeah, she, didn't she? He had a fight with her, so he went to live with otters. So, so I was he, sulking. Sulking. A sulk. She said, human, "Humans aren't otters." Yeah, this will be much easier. Um, that was good, and I, yeah, I kind of, I kind of dug that. Um, I, I think that there's, there is so much about him that he's very watchable in this episode, and I think both of them are just, are just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like they've done. Uh, there's something about this that never seemed to quite click. I felt like with the Matt Smith later, Matt Smith and Clara especially, um, and for some, and here it really does. You know, we've moved away from that, and for whatever reason, the adventures they're having just seem they're romps, right? Like that's that's what gets me for like they just seem like romps and like good fun, mm-hmm. and that's what I want out of my Doctor Who. And I know, as Jason was saying, that may not work for everybody, but sure. I find it delightful. They're, built, 
Oh, sorry. They're building up the mythos, so we're going to get a lot more. I think, I think the, it's fun to have a bunch in a row that don't require us to absorb and accept a, a mysterious season-long arc. I like having non-mythos episodes. And this is building. We can t- I mean, there's all the little bits. I think sure. I was getting annoyed by the misty stuff, and now I'm like, no, now there really is a mystery. That guy was burned to death, and he is whole and himself. Like, Sitting at like a desk, talking than, to like, a bureaucrat. Yeah, he wasn't dematerialized. He wasn't caught as he fell. He, we saw his hand, his body fall apart into charred matter, mm-hmm. and he's in an endless fall. I, I will make a point, though, to your, to your point about this sort of string of uh, mm. one-off episodes, which is I don't remember the last time we had a string of one-off episodes that were all this good. Yeah, they were all often very yeah. hit or miss. Yeah. And I feel like this season, I've enjoyed every single episode, yeah. and they've all been on. Uh, you know, they've all been sharply written. I know not everybody liked, you know, the robots of Sherwood. Um, oh, but I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. It, yeah. it doesn't, but like, it wasn't, you know, it's not a pirate episode, right? Like, it's not yeah. ridiculously bad. <laughs> um, and I can't remember the last time I felt like that we had just a you know, six episodes in a row that were all pretty good. Like, yeah, for, that's exciting. For the people <laughs> yeah. out there who are like, boy, these guys like everything. You, you listen to our podcast about oh, last Jesus. season. Yeah, we, we were, uh, didn't like it. I didn't it. like anything last season. Yeah. I like, this is, and this is kind of delightful for me to come back and be like, oh, yeah, this is what I liked about this show. <laughs> Here's the thing. Erica Ensign and I were talking about the uh, the uh, Time Heist one, and both of us liked it. And, and you guys in the in – the, uh, Dan, were you on that one? I can't remember the Flashcast. No. Who did the flashcast with you, Jason? That was Chip and Monty, I think. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. So you guys talked about the thing about like you know the the the, the ridiculous secure rooms that have hatches have you can open up. Just and open all, those, yeah. And Eric and I were talking about this, and it was like I didn't even care. I didn't care. It, it was, was the sure. same hall lit. I didn't care because it was so much fun. It yeah. had that running around thing. We they were playing with it. We all knew it was. And but everything about it was enjoyable, and the plot didn't matter. It's been so hard because some of the worst episodes in the Matt Smith period. The plot, they were really trying so hard with the plot, and the plot sucked, and the writing was, the dialogue wasn't that good. They weren't left with much to work with, and you're like, all right, what are we watching this thing for if it's not going to be fun, too? Yeah, this um, this episode, too, um, uh, you know, again, I, 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 I don't want to demean people by saying this, but I know there are going to be people who are like, oh, but what, what about the robot? Talk about the robot. And, and that's just, I mean, that's it. Is, you're looking for different things in, in Doctor Who. And, and for me, I don't mind an episode with a monster that's really interesting. This wasn't that episode, uh, episode and I, I didn't mind that at all because it, it's not the point. I, I, uh, every now and then I bring up, um, there are a couple other episodes like this where, um, you know, like in, in Closing Time by Gareth Roberts, there are Cybermen in it and Cybermats. But they, again, they are perfunctory Cybermen. They are not there. It doesn't, it's not about the Cybermen, right? It's just, it's not. Oh, it's about Stormageddon. It's, it's, it's about Craig and his baby and his job at the department store that the doctor gets. You know, it, it it's not about. Ooh, he's, he was undercover. Yes, it's not about the Cybermen. <laughs> oh yeah, it's very similar. Uh, it's not about the Cybermen. And here, it's not about the the clicky clacky robot that gets sent back to the future. I guess at or the end, space. I think it ends up in it space. Yeah, takes him to but it's going to go to its yeah God, whatever. It doesn't matter. The, the Scovox Blitzer. Sure. What a name. Sure, that's Wolf uh, Blitzer's uh, robot. Who didn't enjoy his uh, his Ghostbusters get up with the backpack and the brown coat? <laughs> yep, really loved that. Really also, loved that. I was I was fascinated. And the, he was by talking the fact. into he was talking into the Dalek microphone. The thing he was using looks ah. very much like the guy. The thing the guy does who talks. Oh, to the that's Dalek funny. Voice. Huh. 
Uh, I was gonna say I, I was surprised that we did. You know, we we talked about uh, Courtney Courtney Woods. Yes, um, and then we got her, She she gets taken on the TARDIS. Yes, she does. Kind of a bizarre little one off. He takes her to see the destruction of the robot. She throws up in the TARDIS. You know, yeah. Which there's been a spillage. Before. Uh-huh. Um, but it kind of interesting. And see, I feel like we kind of backed into because it seems like, for, at least from without getting too much away about the preview, it seems like she might be in the next episode too. Well, I like. Well, she's the one also that uh, she's the one that Clara has the nightmare about. <laughs> Right. So uh, at the in the first episode, so uh, she's been a recurring character, and I love that. See, th- that was a great moment because that's like the Doctor does sort of shop for companions, and he finds Courtney, and she's like given given it back to him, and <laughs> she's a disruptive an influence. Soon. That was my. There may be an opening soon, <laughs> and and uh, that's just all good. And so why why not? And I I was waiting for a thing where he said. He said, "Oh yeah, Courtney Woods. Uh, you know, she was my companion back when I was, you know, had the scarf for a little while, yeah. and I picked her up. And this is where it all starts, or something like that. Because it's like, you know, he's he's trying trying them out all the time. Um, I yeah, I really like that stuff. I had a couple other notes that I wanted to mention. I like the line, yes, the school is in danger from you. The idea that um." Again, that the de- death follows the doctor around, and yeah. that and that when the doctor is on a mission, she likes the doctor being separate from her school. And when the doctor is at her school, Clara is immediately upset because that means people are in danger. And Danny has the same reaction: we got to evacuate and all of that. Whereas the doctor is like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, because you know, to him, it's just another thing he's doing, and to them, it's like, no, this is serious. These are you know, these are oh, the people the same, I take care of. Same attitude of using Clara as a decoy, kind of. Yes. Not, you know, not like, like a decoy. Yeah, she's a decoy. She is a um, decoy. And I think you're right, and that's also, we get a hint of that at the end, too, where Clara and Danny are talking, and Danny says, you know, if if he ever pushes you too far, tell right, me. Right, right, right. Um, and, you know, and that is, a, it's a nice job of injecting a, mo- a moment of seriousness into what is otherwise a very funny, fun mm-hmm. episode, uh, and reminds you that there is there is this issue of the Doctor, you know, being... He's dangerous, right? You know, every people do seem to get killed around him a lot. So I think it's nice that we did not entirely leave that behind. And we've seen moments of that throughout the season, you know, the bit in, inside the Dalek where he gives the guy the thing to swallow, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of options. You know, there's a lot of stuff happens with him that results in people around him not doing so well. And when even though this episode all works out pretty much for the most part, it's, you can't really forget that he's, he's kind of a wild animal at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I didn't think Danny was doing the bad boyfriend thing at the end, though, which is you don't issue unilateral ultimatums about what will end a relationship yeah. unless the relationship is over. When you do that, when you're like, if you do this thing that I've defined that I, you know, then we're through. And she's like, uh, OK. I'm like, oh, well, but at the same at the same time, he is, he is he is uh, you could argue that he's discovered that she's in, in a way unfaithful to him because she's been lying to him about what she's been doing. And this is almost like his condition by which he takes her back. I, I, and I you need to stop lying to me about this and stuff I, or it's over. And I see, I think, you know, I, I see your point, Glenn. At the same time, I think it's okay to acknowledge, perhaps, and we'll see how this develops, that, that he is a flawed character and he has his own preconceptions sure. and biases. And he's, and he's scarred. Place. He's got he's something damaged, bad right? in his past, yeah. Yeah, and I so, also like that he can do midair backflips, which is pretty <laughs> useful, we've discovered. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to allow that if only because... It doesn't just because he says that doesn't mean necessarily we're supposed to agree with what he says. Sure. Totally, and he's not. not cruel about it. It's not unreasonable. No. It's not unreasonable. No, he's he not actually cruel about it. He actually seems so vulnerable at that moment. Like yeah. he's trying to he's trying to hold on to this and doesn't know how to process it and is really scared and uh, feels that he's been lied to and you know yeah 
Yeah, it's not necessarily that he said he said something that you would like to hear or that would necessarily be the right way to approach a relationship. But I, I kind of believe that why he would do it in that situation because he seems in a, a really difficult place. And she says well, several times, tell me what you're thinking because he's just totally collapsed in on himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think there's also a nice bit uh, earlier where – we're finally acknowledging the fact that in this universe, like people are aware there's all kinds of stuff in space. Like there's always, well, it was a mass hallucination. It was right. whatever. We erased the memory. Time reversed itself. Like all this, like no, all kinds of shit is coming down from space. So he's like, you're from space. And it's not like, oh my God, he doesn't even have to work to accept the concept. And he's, he leaps to the wrong conclusion. But then when she says, no, he's the alien. You're space dad. I love yeah, that. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, but that's the fact that it's like, okay, we don't have to go through the, oh my God, we're trying to, it's like, no, 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 no. Like we, we know there are aliens right. in this world and it's right. cool. But he does cool say, oh my God, you're a space woman, which made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that was She's like, no, no, no. You're space dad. That was good space dad. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're the same age, roughly. <laughs> no, well, plus or minus, you know. I mean, with the, in his in his scope, but yeah, sure, sure. Well, no, actually, it's even more ridiculous, though, isn't it? Because he's twelve hundred something years old. So. Yeah, but they look. I think he's saying his their I appearance, see. and you know, their appearance is probably what thirty years different in terms exactly, of humans. Because so. that is not that. Yeah. That is a rounding error. You're yeah. right. So basically, uh, we like this episode. Great, yeah. great speed. Great like yeah. fluency. Like pacing, there are yeah, pacing. Just, is excellent. Yeah. But I like I like Gareth Roberts' episodes. I mean, he did Planet of the Dead with Russell T. Davis, and I didn't like that. But he mm-hmm. did the he did the uh, uh, the Agatha Christie episode, which I think is again hilarious. Yes, really um, great. Yeah, and he did the Shakespeare episode, which I I uh, like more the more times I see it actually because it's again ridiculous but also hilarious. But the Craig the two Craig episodes. I mean, the Lodger is much more effective than Closing Time, I think. But they're both good, and the Lodger is kind of great, I think. So. I was happy to see this episode be in that. The Lodger is a classic. This is not. Mm-hmm. A, I went to this in classic. No, this but isn't. Yeah, this is very. Like, but it's very classic. Good. But it's, it's good fun. and fun. Yeah, and funny. There, and here's yeah. the thing: there are some episodes, as we, as we all know, that like I don't ever want to watch again. <laughs> and it's like, there, are, there are too many of those. And this is one where I'm like, oh gosh, if this were on, I would watch it. Right? Yeah. If I was reviewing the series, I'd be delighted to like watch this as we get you know, leading up to the end and so forth. Yeah, totally. Oh, Anything nice. else before we uh, before we adjourn? I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm kind of curious to see how uh, Danny Pink, where where we go, where we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of spacesuits this season. Even he makes a joke. I mean, we've seen spacesuit after spacesuit, and then he makes a joke. That time you showed up with the space space helmet, helmet. yeah, and she's just like, oh yeah, that's so. Next next week's episode, which is, um, I'm really looking forward to. We're in the part of the season that I literally have no idea what's happening, and you know there were rumors about, and then there were those leaks about the first five episodes or whatever. I had no idea what this episode is about. Next week's episode is written by Peter Harness, who is an English playwright. and this is his first time writing for Doctor Who, and it has the best episode title since Let's Kill Hitler. It's called Kill the Moon, which is <laughs> really awesome and apparently is set on the moon. And I'm looking forward to that. Kill the Moon is next week. But that's – this the moon must die. Uh, but that's next week. This is the end of this week. We'll see you next week with another edition of the TV podcast with Doctor Who Flashcast. Dan Morin, it was a pleasure talking to you about this fun episode. It was an utter delight to be back, Aww. and I hope to talk to you again soon. I'm sure. I'm sure we will. And Glenn Fleischman, thank you. Nice talking to you about Doctor Who again. Thank you for having me on. And thanks to everybody out there for listening. We will see you next week where we will kill the moon, or will Whoa. we? Oh. Die, moon! Watch out, moon. It knows what it did. <laughs>